Our scripture reading comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Luke chapter 2. The Christmas story, of course. Luke chapter 2, page 857. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear. The angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is called Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, The shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw Jesus, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. At the end of eight days when He was circumcised, He was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before He was conceived in the womb. The grass withers, the flowers fail, but the Word of our Lord endures forever. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, Your Word is a lamp unto our feet, a light for our path, an errant, infallible, authoritative, and true. We pray now, Father, that You would speak through Your servant unto Your servants. Open our eyes, our hearts, our minds, our entire persons under the message that You would have us to hear, understand, and apply. We pray, Father, in the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Christ plus Moss. I preached last year. I'm not going to repeat that sermon, but I preached last year. Moss in Spanish means more. Would you like a drink? Would you like more to drink? No. No moss. Muchas gracias. No. No more. 
Mas in Spanish means more. Christ plus mas. More of Christ. More of Christ in my thoughts. More of Christ in my words. More of Christ in my actions. Christmas is about more of Christ in my life. Every time you see that word, Christmas, I want you to think more of Christ. We sing a great hymn in the, in the church uh, uh, entitled, More About Jesus. More about Jesus would I know. More of His grace to others show. More of His saving fullness see. More of His love who was born for me. More, more about Jesus. More, more about Jesus. More of His saving fullness see. More of His love who was born for me. More about Jesus on His throne. Riches and glory all His own. More of His kingdoms sure increase. More of His coming Prince of Peace. More, more about Jesus. More, more about Jesus, more of His saving fullness, see, more of His love who was born for me. Christmas is about more of Jesus, more of Christ, Christ Christ-mas. Don't forget the reason for the season. Have you already begun to witness the fading joy and excitement over certain toys and Christmas gifts by lunchtime, that I would do anything to have that gift sits unplayed with <laughs> in the corner of the room. The kids have mastered or, or beaten that Nintendo or Wii <laughs> adventure game and are looking for something else to do, bored, wondering what's next. Sometimes we act just like those kids. God the Father in heaven has given us the greatest gift We could ever receive His Son, a baby born in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And before we've even eaten dessert at Christmas lunch, we've become bored or we've forgotten. We want something new, something more exciting. And we put Christ into the back of the closet with the unplayed games. We put Christ on the island of misfit toys, never to be seen again, never to be loved. Oh, some of us may go a little longer than others. Some of us may actually make it a month spending time with Jesus, reading about Him in the Bible, going to church on Sunday. But by the end of January, this royal gift is put in between yesterday's Rubik's Cube and Cabbage Patch Doll. Christ is put to the side. Brethren, Don't let that happen to you. Satan, the world, and the flesh, the three great enemies to the Christian faith, would love nothing more than for you to become bored with this Christmas gift that the Father has given to us. Don't exile Jesus to the land of misfit toys. Don't put Jesus in the back of the closet with the unplayed games. Keep Him close to your heart. Treasure Him. Value Him. Christ plus moss. More of Christ. I read this poem last year. If God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. If God had a wallet, your picture would be in it. He sends you flowers every spring and a sunrise every morning. 
When you want to talk to Him, He's always listening. He could live anywhere in the universe, but He chose to live in your heart. I know that Christmas gift He gave to us some 2,011 years ago. Wow. Let's face it, brothers and sisters, God is crazy about us. To this Christmas, 2011, the celebration of the birthday of a king, let's be crazy for Him. May we show God the Father we love Him by treasuring this Christmas gift that He has given us in His Son all year long. Christ plus Moss, more of Christ. May that be our New Year's resolution for 2012. More of Christ in my life each and every day. More of Christ in my thoughts. More of Christ in my words. More of Christ in my actions. More of Christ in my life. What a great New Year's resolution. Did you get what you wanted for Christmas? Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. I don't really mind the gift-exchanging thing. As I said last week, I believe our gift-giving to and our gift-receiving from are but a reflection of God's gift-giving to and God's gift-receiving from us. It's just an expression of love. And I think God the Father smiles upon us when He sees us loving each other. I don't really mind all the Christmas presents and the lights, and the decorations. As long as we remember that Christmas is really a celebration of Christ's birthday, as we keep in mind that Christmas is, is, is about God, and not necessarily about us, that He really is the reason for the season. But did you get what you wanted? Let me read this story. It's entitled, The Three Trees. I liked it. I thought you would like to listen to it. The three trees. Once upon a mountaintop, three little trees stood and dreamed of what they wanted to become when they grew up. The first little tree looked up at the stars and said, I I want to hold treasure. I want to be covered with gold and filled with precious stones. I'll be the most beautiful treasure chest in the world. The second little tree looked at the small stream trickling by on its way to the ocean. I want to be traveling mighty waters and carrying powerful kings. I'll be the strongest ship in the world. The third little tree looked down into the valley where the busy men and women worked in the busy town. I don't want to leave the mountaintop at all. I want to grow so tall that when people stop and look at me, they'll raise their eyes to heaven and think of God. I'll be the tallest tree in the world. Years had passed. The rain came. sun shone. The little trees grew tall. And one day, three woodcutters climbed the mountain. The first woodcutter looked at the first tree and said, This tree is beautiful. It's perfect for me. And with the swoop of his axe, the first tree fell. Now I shall be made into a beautiful treasure chest. I shall hold wonderful treasure, the first tree said. The second woodcutter looked at the second tree and said, This tree is strong. It's perfect for me. And with the swoop of his axe, the second tree fell. Now I shall sail mighty waters. I shall be a strong ship for mighty kings. The third tree felt her heart sink. When the last woodcutter looked her way, she stood straight and tall and pointed bravely to heaven, but the woodcutter never even looked up. Any tree will do for me, 
with a swoop of his axe, the third tree fell. The first tree rejoiced with the woodcutter uh, when the woodcutter brought her into the carpenter's shop. But the carpenter fashioned the tree into a feed box for animals. The once beautiful tree was not covered with gold, nor with treasure. She was coated with sawdust and filled with hay for hungry farm animals. The second tree smiled when the woodcutter took her to the shipyard, but no mighty sailing ship that day. Instead, the once strong tree was hammered and sawed into a simple fishing boat. She was too small and too weak to sail on an ocean, even a river. Instead, she was taken to a little lake. The third tree was confused when the woodcutter cut her into strong beams and left her in the lumber yard. What happened? The once tall tree wondered. All I ever wanted to do was stay on that mountaintop and point to God. Many days and nights had passed. The three trees nearly had forgotten their dreams. But one night, golden starlight poured over the first tree as a young woman placed her newborn baby into the feed box. I wish I could make a cradle for him, her husband whispered. The mother squeezed his hand and smiled as the starlight shone on the smooth and sturdy wood. This manger is beautiful, she said. And suddenly the first tree knew that he was holding the greatest treasure in the world. One evening, a tired traveler and his twelve friends crowded into the old fishing boat on the lake. The traveler had fallen asleep. Soon a thundering and thrashing storm arose. The little tree shuddered. She knew that she did not have enough strength to carry so many passengers safely across the lake. The tired man awakened. He he stood up, stretched out his hand and said, Peace, be still. The storm stopped as quickly as it had begun. And suddenly the second tree knew that he was carrying a king, the king of kings. One Friday morning, the third tree was startled when her beams were yanked from the forgotten woodpile. She flinched as she was carried through an angry, jeering crowd. She shuddered when soldiers nailed a man's hands and feet to her. She felt ugly and harsh and cruel, but on Sunday morning when the sun rose and the earth trembled with joy beneath her, the third tree knew that God's love had changed everything. It had made the third tree strong. And every time people thought of that third tree, they did think of God. And they did lift their eyes to heaven. That was better than being the tallest tree in the world. So next time you feel down because you don't get what you want, just sit and sit tight and be happy because God is thinking of something better to give you. Three trees, three different dreams. To be a treasure chest holding gold and emeralds and jewels. To be a strong ship sailing the ocean carrying royalty and kings and queens. The third tree, to be the tallest tree on the mountain so that when people looked at it, they they would praise God. Each of their dreams were fulfilled, but not in ways anticipated. One did become one of the greatest treasure chests ever holding the baby Jesus. One did become a boat carrying royalty, carrying the King of Kings, King Jesus and His disciples. And 
One to become a tree which caused others to lift up their eyes and remember God by becoming the old rugged cross, a wondrous beauty we see. Maybe you didn't receive the gift this year. Maybe you didn't receive the gift you wanted for your life. Why is it that some people you know, have the, the gift of singing, the gift of teaching, the, the, the gift of being married? Always the chaplain, never the groom. One of these days. This gift, that gift. May I encourage you? God is at work. God may have a different purpose for you. Sometimes our dreams are fulfilled in ways we don't understand. But God is at work. I mean, who could understand the Son of God being born in a manger, a feeding trough for farm animals? Living the the poor life of a carpenter's son. Being a carpenter himself, going through hardships and then dying on a cross. I don't know why certain things have happened in your life. Why you are where you are presently. The three trees in our story didn't understand God's purposes for their lives. Trees had different expectations and demands. I don't know why God has given certain people certain gifts. But one thing I do know, God loves you. That's what this baby born is all about. God loves you. And He has a great plan for your life. Keep Christ in your heart. Don't grow bored with the peace child, with this great Christmas gift. Make room for Christ in your heart. At the end of 2011, the beginning of 2012, as we sing, Enjoy to the world, let every heart prepare Him room. Make room for Christ in your busy schedules. Don't let the hustle and the bustle of Christmas and New Year's and, and the days that follow cause you to miss the reason for the season. For such people, there's no room in the end, so to speak. No room in their hearts. And they put Christ into the closet with the unplayed games. They, they put Christ on the island of misfit toys. Don't miss Christmas this year, brothers and sisters. It's not too late. We get so upset with the innkeeper. How could he do such a thing? A pregnant woman. There's no room here. The inn is full. Take your wife somewhere else. We get so upset with the innkeeper. And yet, don't we do the same thing so often in our own lives? There's no room in my inn, in my life. Jesus And we place Jesus in the barn with the farm animals. Open the doors of your, your ends. Open the doors of your hearts and let Christ in. Christ plus moss, more of Christ. Christmas is a time of joy. Joy. Jesus first, others second, yourself last. Joy. J-O-Y. Jesus first, others second, yourself last. God rest ye merry gentlemen, O tidings of comfort and joy. O come all ye faithful, how? Joyful and triumphant. Good Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Now you hear of endless bliss, joy, joy, 
joy. Jesus Christ was born for this. Joyful, joyful, we adore Thee. And I could go on and on with Christmas carols which speak about the joy which God brings at the death of Blaise Pascal, French mathematician, philosopher, author of the 1600s. An inscription of his Christian experience was found written on a piece of paper which was sewn inside his shirt. Part of which said, O righteous Father, the world has not known Thee, but I have known Thee. Joy, 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 tears of joy. Romans 14.17 For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, of peace, and of joy. John 15.11 Jesus says, I have come that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. The angel in Luke chapter 2 tells the shepherds, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Do you have that joy? Sometimes we sing, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Do you have joy in your heart? In the Christmas carol, Joy to the World, we sing, Let every heart prepare Him room. Do you have any room in your heart for Jesus at the end of 2011? If you want joy, you'll prepare room for Him in your heart. Don't go into 2012 without the joy Jesus can bring and the joy which Jesus can give to you. Christmas is also about peace. Joy and peace. As I said last week, first and foremost, peace between you and God. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth, mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. We have peace with God. Christ the peace child has come and He lived a sinless life and then died, received the penalty due our sin upon Himself. And when we with eyes of faith and trust and belief look upon the cross and look at the empty grave and believe that Jesus has died for us and rose that we might have life, He imputes His righteousness, His sinlessness unto us so that when God the Father looks at us, He sees the sinlessness of Christ and He says, payment in full. Welcome into My kingdom. Do you have peace with God? Nothing's more important than knowing that you have peace with God. But secondly, peace between you and another person. As I said, I heard the bells of Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, mild and sweet. The words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill with men. The fourth verse of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. O Come, Desire of Nations. Bind all peoples in one heart and mind, but envy, strife, and quarrels cease. Fill the whole world with heaven's peace. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. Ephesians 2.14 For Christ Himself is our peace. John 14.27 Jesus says, My peace I leave you. My peace I give you. Have you repented of your sins and turned to Christ in faith and trust? Are you able to sing the fourth verse of O little town of Bethlehem? O O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. Perhaps your New Year's resolution for 2012 will be, Christ, be born 
in me today. Be born in me again today. And each and every day, receive His joy. Receive His, his peace. Ebenezer Scrooge from a Christmas carol, did not have any joy and peace with God or with others because he had allowed the hurts and the pains of his, this, his life, the unmet expectations and demands, the lost loves, the rejections, to, to, his sin, to, to turn him into a miser, a miserable man. It took a visit from three ghosts to change his heart. And then Charles Dickens writes, Ebenezer became as good a friend, as good a master, as good a man as the good old city knew, and it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well. It won't take three ghosts to change your heart. It's going to take one, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. And when you, with eyes of faith and trust, place your trust in God, in Christ, the Holy Ghost will enter your life when you repent of your sins. Lord, I've been running from You through 2011. I'm turning back to You. I'm trusting in You. I'm repenting of my sin. I'm placing my faith in You. And He is born in You today. No greater Christmas gift than I could receive than to know that Christ was born in You today. Christ plus Moss. More of Christ. More of Christ in my thoughts. More of Christ in my words. More of Christ in my actions. More of Christ in my life. Let me close with this poem. It's my Christmas wish. I read it last year. It's written by Edward Boss. It's my Christmas prayer for each of you. We truly are, are thankful for your presence today. Wish each of you a, a Merry Christmas. I've wished a very special wish for you this Christmas tide. It reaches far beyond today. Tis high and deep and wide. I wish for you the angel's song that tells of hope and love. I wish the radiance of the star to guide your thoughts above. I wish for you the sturdy faith that led the wise men three through cold of night or desert drear, the holy child to see. I wish for you a, a humble heart with purpose, strong and true, the blessing of the Christ, our Lord. This is my prayer for you. Merry Christmas. More of Christ. Let us pray. Oh Lord, each of us needs more of You. More of Christ in our life. Happy birthday, Jesus. We love You. We thank You, Father, for such a great gift. Help us to treasure Him. To value Him. Not to put Him in the closet with unplayed games. Oh Lord, help us to walk in the Spirit. We pray, Father, in the power of the Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen.